Okay, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Figure It Out podcast with me, Chandler Collins. NFL Week 12. I cannot believe it. We've played a dozen weeks of the NFL season, and it is heating up. Awesome matchups ahead of us here for this week. Um, I am joined by Johnny Rowe, nonetheless, Blaine Wheeler. Um, can't join us tonight, has adult decisions to be made. Looking for a new car for the kids, so he's out, uh, I believe. I think he said he was going out to Higginsville, which is his hometown. Shout out. I know we have a couple uh, Higginsville Mo listeners, so shout out to them. Joining me tonight, though, Johnny. Johnny Rowe, as always. Johnny, how we doing, buddy? Uh, awesome week of football last week outside of the Chiefs game. There were some damn good games this past Sunday. Uh, how you doing, brother? I'm doing great, man. Yeah, it was a super awesome victory uh, Monday here after watching the Chiefs last night. I say this all the time. I just love when the Chiefs run Sunday night football so you can watch the entire day uh, and then finish the day off uh, with, with, with our Kansas City Chiefs and, of course, Monday night football. Uh, tonight so uh, looking forward there are no teams on the bye this week in week 12 so we have a huge Thursday night Thursday uh, slate with three games uh, and then over the course of the rest of the weekend there'll be 13 games oh, uh, to God. talk about so yeah we have a full slate of games um, and we it, we're, it's really getting to the nut cutting time you know they say November football is uh, where the league separates pretenders and contenders and I think we have a lot of pretenders and not very many contenders uh, in the NFL as we get to the playoffs. So, um, yeah, I'm so excited to talk football, Jan. Yeah, before we get it, that's that's a lot of football. I didn't realize that. I knew we had three uh, three games on Thanksgiving, but no teams on the bye. Going to be an awesome show for the people. Week 11 takeaway, Johnny, I'll go first. My week 11 takeaway, and I think I might have used this a little earlier in the season, but maybe not as drastic as my takeaway is now, but the Green Bay Packers are dead, and uh, they aren't going to go to the playoffs. I mean, they might back the door their way in, but as of right now, I don't see it. Um, I, I, I don't understand Aaron Rodgers. I really don't. I want to root for him so bad. I really, really like him as a football player, but he just goes about being a quarterback in such the wrong way. And and our guy, mine and Johnny's guy, Colin Cowher, made a good point. Like, you got to remember that he is 40, and, like, he just probably doesn't really care about these young guys anymore, but, like, Tom still does. Like, why would you not try to be more like Tom? I mean, I know, you get, you know, you play your own personality, but, and maybe it is to us being in the middle of having such a great leader and a guy who wants everybody to succeed around him so much and Patrick Mahomes that our view of Rogers is skewed, but even the people in green Bay have got to be annoyed with his, with his shit. Um, it, the green Bay is just dead. They have no confidence. That's a game that they needed to win Thursday night. You're in Lambeau. You got the crowd with you and you put on that performance my week 11 takeaway, Johnny, is Green Bay is flat out dead. Yeah, and I think uh, I think with yours, I'll just some quick thoughts there, Chandler, is that I, I raised this point on the radio with Blaine, and it, it, I, I think I might have caught him off guard, and he, would, he might think differently. I legitimately think that there is a point coming up, if not, you know, a, after this week because Green Bay plays Philly on Sunday night football. Um, 
Like if they if they lose that game and they're four and eight, I really think there's going to be some games that Jordan Love starts because what other choice do the Packers have? They spent a first round pick on Jordan Love, and I know Rodgers has a big cap hit. I know that's just going to basically be the end of of Rodgers. But but what does it look like going forward? Like I just don't think it's conducive for a healthy relationship for the Packers and Aaron Rodgers to go any further. And you have got to at least test it out for a period of time if Jordan Love and these young weapons are going to be it for you. I am not saying that anything is good about any of that, but I legitimately think that we are approaching a point in their season where like Jordan Love might actually be on the table as an option for them because if they're four and nine, if they're four and ten, what's the point of putting Rodgers out there? You know what I mean? So that should be an interesting situation as we go forward. My takeaway is that I think that the Philadelphia Eagles are the Titans of last year, this year. The Titans were a team with a really good record going into last year's playoffs. They were the number one seed in the AFC. They got bounced in their first game in the playoffs um, and, and had a horrible performance. I think that the Eagles are a pretty good team. I just think that they are going to be limited, like if the game doesn't go exactly how they want. We've seen when the game gets into the balance and they barely beat a Colts team last week that's just not very good. And I I just think that if the game doesn't go exactly the way that they want it to, if they can't run the football and and get out to a lead, they're going to get into a situation against a playoff team where where they could lose. So I I think that Philly is a – you know. They just don't move the needle that much for me um, in terms of, like, do I think that they're going to be the team that comes out of the NFC? I just think they're going to be a high seed, probably the one seed in the NFC, and they could get bounced early uh, in the playoffs, similarly to what the Titans did last year. If you look back, and I had money on the Eagles, I had a money line parlay a three-leg money line parlay that about sent me into cardiac arrest. Thank God it it hit. But I had a three-leg money line parlay here. It was the Ravens, the uh, Eagles, and the Bengals. And I thought when I placed it, I was like, this is plus money. This is going to be uh, the easiest bet of my life. It was I had to really sweat it out. That was a hard bet. I watched the entire Eagles game. Originally, I was tough on Jalen Hurts. Then he had some good football moments this year, and I was like, you know, he's really proven me wrong. Over the last couple of weeks, it's it's been really shaky, and they ran mm-hmm. the football a lot in crunch time. Like, they couldn't really rely on a lot from Jalen. So, I, I don't know, man. Like, I, I just – I think yeah. the Eagles are very <laughs> sus. Yeah, banged up on defense. Goddard now out. I think that's a huge – I think Jalen Hurts loves Goddard. I mean, Goddard had been good the past few seasons, but what really has put Jalen Hurts in this little stride here is Goddard and A.J. Brown, in my opinion. I think that's a big missing key. And uh, they've been turning it over a lot, Johnny. They have a lot of fumbles. The Commanders game, they turned it over. Um, That game against Houston, they turned it over. Jalen Hurts fumbled in that game. So Philly gets a big win to move to nine and one and still the best team in the NFC record wise. But I, I kind of tend to agree maybe a little bit. So we'll and see. Just, and just, and just to tie it up to just looking forward. And this is kind of like a, this is a way down the line kind of galaxy brain 
point, but I just want to get this out there. So the the Eagles have the Saints' first round draft pick, which, as it currently sits, is the tenth overall pick. If the Saints lose some games and that pick gets down to like the one through five ish, one to seven range, I this is crazy. But like, if the Eagles end the season poorly and get bounced in the playoffs early. And that picks in like the five to seven, if not higher range, I would not rule out the Eagles taking a quarterback in the draft. I'm serious. And Philly, and Philly fans, if there's any Philly fans listening, you're going to be like, fuck this Johnny Rowe guy. You know deep down that I'm telling the truth. I don't think I agree with that. But, I mean, I, I can see the the hypothetical. I don't think I'm going to buy any stock in that at all. It's almost like crypto to me right now. But uh, it's not the worst take ever. I really, really book it. I really, really respect the take. I'll say that, <laughs> Johnny. We got some games to cover, brother. Let's hop into the Week Twelve slate, starting with Thanksgiving. First, Johnny. Before we get in, real quick, what's your favorite Thanksgiving dish and why? Uh, main course dish. I'm not kidding. I am a ham enthusiast. I want ham over turkey in any way. Any way somebody makes a turkey, don't care. Give me ham. It could have pineapple. It could be a brown sugar kind of a glaze. Mm. Or just regular ham. I, and if there's a form of ham, I, I want it in cubes. Cube up that ham and give me the give me the Thanksgiving ham any day. Dessert, anything with apple. Apple crumble, apple pie, apple crisp, anything with apple. <laughs> and on the side, I'm going to throw, of course, a dollop of vanilla ice cream. That's my favorite. Yeah, that's wow. You really nailed it. But I I love ham, but I'm a turkey guy. Um, I like I like white. Yeah, meat. you are. I like yeah, white you're a turkey meat. guy. I like white meat and I like dark meat. Uh, no discrimination there. But my dad smokes his on the green egg, and I'm telling you, Johnny, I think you would like it. It's more like a barbecued turkey, like a turkey you would go to like somewhere in Kansas City and get their sliced turkey. Like that is kind of more or less what it is. Um, so it's it's pretty damn good. I I, I would like to uh, put you to the challenge on that because I think you'd like. I it, like but... turkey. I like turkey. I'm just it does not come close to ham. But no, <clears throat> your dad's a phenomenal cook. So I would definitely like. I would definitely like it. I would. I'm gonna eat turkey on Thanksgiving, yeah. which is I I. You asked what my favorite one is, uh, and it's ham. And in the words of uh, Coach Harbaugh, turkey is a nervous bird. It is a nervous bird. I've hunted a few turkeys in my life. Uh, lucky enough to say I have uh, killed a couple. So it is a nervous bird. They act nervous out there in their natural habitat. I will admit that. Um, my favorite dessert is cheesecake. You can put any topping on it. I love it plain. Um, call me psycho, but sometimes I just like a nice plain dessert. I don't need anything too crazy. Now, I'm not saying I don't like the crazy stuff. Yeah, I like the dollop of ice cream. Sure, I love a little chocolate fudge, maybe. Yeah, but I don't always need it. Just a a classic slice of cheesecake is really good. And for my side, my favorite side is my mom's corn casserole. It is so good. Um, I can't even describe it. I just, it's so good, and I cannot wait to be home on Thanksgiving. We start early, technically, with the first Thanksgiving game, Johnny. 11.30 a.m. football, so before before at least my family eats. I don't know about your family, but my family is like a 
early afternoon Thanksgiving. So we'll probably get this whole Buffalo-Detroit game in maybe by the time I sit down to eat. So you know my appetite will be ready to roll for this. Bill's back in Detroit the second time in four days after having just played and beat the Cleveland Browns in Detroit due to the thunderstorm, snowstorm in Buffalo. Um, It's Bill's all day, Johnny. I don't see any planet in which Detroit wins this game. I have heard that it's a sellout. So, you know, Detroit will be rocking. It always kind of is. And they always kind of play weirdly good on Thanksgiving. But at the end of the day, I think the Bills are too much, Johnny. Detroit winners of three in a row as well, I should allude to. I should give some credit to Detroit. Three in a row. Yeah, we. I've been shit-talking Detroit a lot, and I still think that they are extremely limited. But they've been playing really hard for Dan Campbell. And so, you know, Johnny Rowe can shut up this week because Detroit is fighting back against the bullying hard. And, uh, yeah, they've won three in a row. They're getting Jamison Williams back to practice this week. Mm. I don't – I don't – I mean, I doubt he plays. Um, But I haven't seen anything saying otherwise. I just know he's practicing, so that will be big for them going forward. Uh, Buffalo was able to run the football, both Singletary and Cook – ran the football effectively against um, the Browns and the Lions defense outside of Aiden Hutchinson is, is not very good. So um, I think Buffalo has a lot of success. Nine is the line and it's a lot of points over under 53. So Vegas is expecting a, a lot of points to be scored here. Um, just, just off of first glance, I want to take the Lions minus nine. Uh, or plus nine, sorry. Okay. Uh, I was like, wow, yeah, yeah. you are frisky <laughs> on game one. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna, yeah, tease that, uh, no way. Um, <laughs> that would be fucking ridiculous. Uh, okay, no, but in all seriousness, I'll take the Bills minus nine here, actually, um, in a game that I'm likely to – I'm likely to stay away from the points on, on an actual bet, but I'll probably throw the Bills money line into a, a conservative parlay like I've been doing. And uh, I don't know if you saw through the text, but Blaine sent all of his picks in um, since he's not joining us right now. And Blaine has the Lions plus nine in a total Blaine bet to take the points uh, for the Lions at home there. So uh, I, I disagree, but we'll see. God, that is such a Blaine bet. I love it. Uh, Fox's game of the week, America's game of the week, is a huge matchup in the NFC East at 3.30 on Thursday afternoon between the New York Giants and the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, A tale of two different teams this past week, Johnny. The Giants with an embarrassing loss to the Lions, speak of the devil, um, and the Dallas Cowboys going to Minnesota and absolutely boat racing the Minnesota Vikings, which made me insanely happy we'll get to that game here in a second but dallas's defense is insanely good um their pass rush literally ate kirk cousins for a late lunch early dinner in minneapolis it was an absolute slaughter and i think it's because they finally may have figured out their balance between tony pollard and zeke it seemed like they used that tandem perfectly on Sunday. Zeke may be more accepted of his role of getting those short, tougher yards down around the goal line, getting into the end zone and celebrating and letting Pollard play more in space. And and he had two big catches 
that Zeke just doesn't provide that offense. Uh, he's such a dynamic weapon, and maybe they've unlocked something here, and they're catching the Giants at a great time, I think, Johnny. I think you alluded to some fraud teams around the NFL. Could the Giants fall in this category for you? Because they might for me. I love Dallas at home on Thanksgiving all day. Yeah, they are frauds, and it's because their quarterback sucks. Daniel Jones sucks. And, uh, you know, he's had a – by his standards, he's had a better season this year, but he really just can't – he can't move the needle for you. And we said this before the year. The Giants did not pick up his fifth-year option. If you have – you know, he was the sixth overall pick. Like, if you're if you're a good, a good player, they would have picked up the option or they would have extended him already. Like, he's just not the guy. Dable's the guy. They have some great pieces, I think, on defense. They have some receiving options uh, that are not so good. And one of them, Wandale Robinson, uh, he he had a season-ending injury in, in their last game. So, like, they just need to – they have the right coach, and I think they have the right GM. And they're going to – it's going to take a second to get this thing figured out. they got to get the right guy at quarterback. I don't know who that is, but it's certainly not Daniel Jones, and it makes them fraudulent uh, to me. So. Yeah, I like the Cowboys here. One, again, though, minus nine. That's a big number. Like, I know I just said a bunch of negative stuff about the Giants, but this is a divisional game, and it's the second divisional game. The Giants uh, lost to the Cowboys, I believe, earlier in the year, even yeah. when the Cowboys had Cooper Rush. So I I, I, I like Dallas here. Nine, I, I'm going to – I'm going to have to see how nine plays out over the week. If some money starts coming in on the Giants and moves the line down, I might zig when others are zagging. But right now I'll take Dallas. Nine is kind of scary. But like the Bills, I'm probably going to throw this into a money line parlay. Yeah, I think that the I think the plus nine for Giants is actually the better bet if it stays there. But um, Dallas is going to win this game. Last Thursday night football took me a second to really contemplate that because I was almost going to say Sunday night football. Why? Because it's not on prime, Johnny. You won't find this game on Amazon prime, even though it is Thursday night football. It's on NBC at seven 20. It'll be Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth. I believe should be um, for the new England Patriots at the Minnesota Vikings. Tariko. It'll be Tariko. Yeah. It won't be Michaels. It'll be. Tariko oh yeah. I messed that up bad. Sorry, great call. Yeah, Mike Tarico. Um, the Patriots at the Vikings. Johnny, this could be a this could be a stinky tag. And he, let me tell you why it's a stinky tag. The Vikings stink. Okay, I'm gonna go ahead and say that, and I have been saying it, and I'm so right. And would you believe it? Blaine isn't here to defend himself. Um, seems really really convenient, as I've already alluded to a couple times this evening, but. They're just not good, and it's solely because of Kirk Cousins, and obviously we just saw big time that freaking their offensive line can't protect Kirk, and oh, by the way, Matthew Judon's coming to Minneapolis, and I'm pretty sure Matthew Judon leads the league in sacks. So it isn't going to be any easier for Kirk Cousins to sit back there and throw the football to Justin Jefferson, who, by the way, where was he on on Sunday? I didn't see him really out there. Now, I'm not throwing any shade because I think he's a great player, but what I'm saying is, you take him away, and what can this Vikings team do? I don't know why they can't run the ball. I don't know why they don't throw to other people, but they don't. 
And Bill Belichick is going to take away Justin Jefferson. That's what he does. Everybody talks about it. Anytime you hear anybody talk about Bill Belichick on any sort of platform, it's he takes away your best option. They're going to take away Justin Jefferson, or they're damn well going to try. So I like the Patriots on the road here. I really do. I haven't ever taken the Vikings all year, and it's really bitten me. But I'm not kidding you. I couldn't be more confident in the Patriots. Now, I will say this. The Patriots' offense is terrible. I could see Minnesota winning this game, and I kind of do like them minus two and a half, actually, because I think this game could get ugly. But I think this game really helps my Kirk Cousins take because I think that Bill Belichick makes this really nasty for him. So I'm going to take – I'm going to take the Patriots plus two and a half and Patriots money line. <laughs> Patriots are going to win this game, Johnny. Yeah. They're better coached. I think O'Connell may be fraudulent. Maybe. Maybe Ooh. fraudulent. If it's not Are Justin Jefferson, if it's not Justin Jefferson, it's <laughs> nobody else. And that's a that's, that's that's just a fact. And now I'm done. Okay. Um that was funny to just listen to you just like process that out loud. I mean, you went on both sides, but I knew you were going to settle on the right side because I I want to bet the Patriots here too. Um, yeah, the Vi- it's weird. The Vikings team does not stink. Their quarterback is not a, is not it. Like Kirk he is, stinks, dude. He fucking stinks. And we 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 get into it with Blaine about this, and I kind of was texting him too. Like he was mad. And, and like, you know, trying to talk some shit after the Vikings lost. And I'm like, dude, it's just a take. Like, you can be wrong on the take. Because we're, we're Chiefs fans. Like, who the fuck cares if the Vikings win or lose? Like, dude, this guy stinks. Like, you have no ties to this team other than this take that you have. And Kirk, we just know what it is. It's been like a decade in the league. We, we know what he is. And this is not a Kirk spot. I know he's at home, but it's Kirk in prime time against Belichick and the team that is top three in the league in pressures. Like, <laughs> this is this is bad. And Justin Jefferson, who I said last week is the best wide receiver I've ever seen, I still stick behind it. Um, he is battling, like, a mild case of turf toe. I found that out on Sunday before the game. So, like, he's not 100%. Kirk's terrible. And uh, this Patriots defense is going to really get after his ass, I think. So two and a half is the number in this moment where we're talking right now. What I want to do here just to be the safest is to tease that line to three and a half plus three and a half for the Patriots so that they can, if, if the Vikings win by a field goal, I'm still okay. Oh, um, Johnny's in the lab tonight. That is a nice yeah. game, Johnny. <laughs> yeah, so you can just tease that up there and be totally fine. But I think what's going to end up happening is I might have a few drinks on Thursday. And depending on how the day goes, I might get a little sauced up and just bet the Patriots money line here. Um, but on the Patriots side, you're totally right. Their offense is is really They're... tough to watch right now. I mean, that's that it's Kirk Cousins versus Kirk Cousins. Mac Jones is just, I mean, on, on the barstool quarterback tiers, they usually put Mac Jones in the Kirk Cousins tier. And so yeah. I, I'm not impressed at all by their offense. But, dude, Minnesota is going to be like a wounded duck after that game. They just got their ass kicked 
40 to three by somebody, you know, we, you haven't really played anybody all year. Well, then last, last week, Minnesota somehow in the most fluke fraud bullshit way beats the bills and they come here. Okay. This is a prove it point for us. We're at home versus an NFC team that we might face in the playoffs or even, you know, in the NFC championship game and they hung 40 on you at your place, 40 to three, the Vikings are fucking They're Dude, they are, they're walking dead right now. It's bad. And uh, just to remind everybody, though, I, I meant to say this last game of Blaine's picks. Blaine picks Blaine's pick is the Vikings minus two and a half in the most, the least shocking way ever. God, even when he's not on here, he finds ways to piss me off. But uh, we'll have him back on for sure. We miss Blaine, honestly. I'd love to hear what he has to say. But uh, oh yeah, I don't get why. I don't get why. I mean, I know he's got to die on the ship now, so maybe that's just he's just a good captain, I guess. At the end of the day, let's get to Sunday. Honestly. Thursday night, that that kind of actually gets – I'm actually going to do the first time ever, Johnny, first time ever, I'm going to remove the tag. The stinky tag is coming off of that Thursday night game because this podcast has a lot riding on it. I'm glad actually to have you on my side because we're going to battle here. We need the Vikings oh, yeah. dead. Sunday, November 27th, 2022. Lot of games. Let's get right to it. Tampa Bay. Haven't seen them since they played in Germany. Go on the road to what was what is a assumed to be a very cold Cleveland at a noon kickoff in the Buckeye State. And I don't know that this bodes really well for the Bucks at all, dude. Um I don't think this is I don't think that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are a cold weather team at all, even with Tom. And you got to get up for a for what is presumably going to be a pretty fired up Cleveland Browns crowd that doesn't have anything to do but get really drunk and get really rowdy. And this Cleveland Browns team kind of always seems to make it a game at home. I love Cleveland plus three here. Um, Cleveland's defense isn't that good. I acknowledge that, but I think that they can still run the football. And I know Tampa's defense is pretty good, but I think that the that the Browns' ability to run the ball with Chubb at home is is really good, at least to keep it to a really close game, because I think they limit Tampa's possessions here, Johnny. Give me Cleveland plus three. I'll take it all day long. Uh, but Tampa will probably win. Yeah, this one's tough. I'm not really sure here. I think they've got the line just right. I, I This is a really tough game to pick. I will say that. It's, it's weird. Cleveland was not able to run the football um, against the Bills this last week. I'm just, I, but that's all they do. So they, sh- I mean, they're going to try to do it regardless. So yeah. it doesn't really matter. So yeah, they'll they'll try to run. Temperatures are forecasted to be in the high 40s with rain. So it's like it's not that cold, but it'll be wet. And Ooh. so we'll see how that. We'll see how that. I mean, that just just that's saying wet. that that's cold. Just saying that makes you know me think that the ground game for Cleveland should be successful. And Tampa uh, was able to run successfully with Rashad White against the Seahawks last week in Germany. But I don't know if they're going to be able to do that again. I, I honestly have no idea. So, um, fuck it, Chandler. I'll go with you. Yeah. yeah. I'll take the Browns plus three here. I, I mean – in like a, a game where the Browns are going to just turn this into an all-out street fight. And maybe Miles Garrett can get home to Brady a couple of times and, and get him a little 
a little rattled. I don't know. Brady probably doesn't get rattled, but Blaine picked uh, Blaine picked the Browns plus three too. So they're a clean sweep. Wow, I love that. And I mean, come on, Johnny. Haven't seen Tampa since they played in Germany. Went on a bye. Got to get up in a cold, cl- cloudy Cleveland. Ugh, that doesn't sound fun to me. That's just always Cleveland. Like I figured, like three sixty-five. It's just cloudy, cold, cloudy, and like damp. Ew, yeah. Cleveland. It does seem like a damp city. Moving forward, Cincinnati goes to play Tennessee in Nashville. This is actually a giant game, Johnny. I did not realize that this matchup was happening this week until this exact moment, and I love that I just now figured that out because this is a huge game for the AFC standings as they sit right now. We have a lot of teams kind of right around the same record in the AFC, so this is really going to decide some late playoff seeding potentially. Um, Tennessee coming off a really impressive performance at Green Bay. You know, just for as much as I ragged on Green Bay – I think you have to give a ton of freaking credit to Tennessee. Uh, they went into a really difficult atmosphere against a team that is really good in that situation and really just bully balled them. And uh, and really, was the game was never really in question, in my opinion, for the Titans. I felt like they were going to win that entire time. Green Bay had no chance in that game. And I think it, it really de- depends on if Jamar Chase plays for me. But I don't know that... Um, I don't know that Cincinnati is dynamic enough on offense to kind of get past this Titans defense. It's so well coached. It's so tough nosed. They can get after the passer. Um, Cincinnati's D line is or O line is still not that good. The Steelers were TJ Watt is an absolute freak. I'm not saying that they have anybody like that on the Titans, but they have a collective group that can get after the passer. I think they make life really difficult at home on the Cincinnati uh, offense. And they flat out win the game, Johnny. I'm taking the Titans. They are hot right now. They feel a lot better than the Bengals do right now. Yeah, this is a this is a pick'em essentially since since he minus one. Um, this game first flat out rocks, and yeah. I was I was wrong about Tennessee, hundred percent hand up. So I got that wrong. My you know flag plant they weren't going to make the playoffs, and uh, I got that wrong. This is a really tough football team and they're playing some good football right now. And I think that they, I, they're going to approach this Tennessee is going to approach Cincinnati. Like they approach Kansas city, right They're They are going to want to get into an all out fight with this team. And uh, Burroughs connection with T Higgins in the absence of chase has been really good. T Higgins is a damn good football player Yep. Uh, that the chiefs decided to take Clyde Edwards a before, but anyways, um, I, I you know matching up with Kansas City, right? Like I think Cincy is is a tough matchup for us, but I think this is a a great matchup for Tennessee. I think Jeffrey Simmons and if that defense is healthy, are going to make this offensive line's not day just hell. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's the way to that's the way to get after Cincinnati, right? Is to get after Burrow, and if he doesn't have Jamar Chase as the safety valve, and they devote some resources to T Higgins. I mean, it's going to be tough. And so uh, I'll, I'll, I'm with you. I'll take the Titans here and uh, I, I can't wait to watch this game. This is going to be awesome. And, and keep in mind, you know, if, if chase doesn't go here week after this is the chiefs at Bengals, And I, you know, you know, the Bengals have that game circled. 
Yeah. Uh, so two two tough games and two tough games in a row for for the Bengals here, and uh, they just came off of a, a game against Pittsburgh, which they won fairly handily, barring the the late game stuff and the onside kicking from from the Steelers. But you know, this is a Bengals team that's playing some tough opponents, so they they can't look ahead to the Chiefs here. They got to focus on the Titans, and and I'll I'll take the Titans. Yeah, 100%. One quick little sidebar here about the Bengals and Joe Burrow and getting after him. Chris Jones in his postgame press conference on Sunday Night Football with uh, Rodney Harrison and Jack Collinsworth, he alluded to to, um, not sacking Joe Burrow and putting the game away in the AFC Championship game. That hunger, it's, it's week 10, or excuse me, week 11 of the next year, and you're still thinking about that moment. That is what I love, Chris Jones. That is what we need. Let's move forward, Johnny. I just got really fired up. Unfortunately, this is a stinky game, and this could be. This is the first stinky tag, and I think it's a blowout. Houston goes to Miami. I don't really have much about this game, really, Johnny, because I know what's going to happen. Houston is awful, and the Dolphins are pretty damn good, and I think they get all over the Texans. You just sent me that it's Miami minus 12. I feel frisky tonight. I would take 12. I think this could be get really ugly really fast. I think this could be a track meet won by a landslide by the Dolphins. Johnny? Yeah, Houston is absolutely pathetic, and they're looking forward to next year already. Um, I assume that, yeah, they're the only one-win team, so they're in the front running to be the number one overall pick. They've obviously got Bryce Young or Levis or Stroud or somebody in their sights who they want to take to be the quarterback because it's obviously not Davis Mills. Miami is coming off of the bye. They're going to be rested. They're at home. This offense is going to have some success against this young and banged-up Texans defense. I don't see it here. Um but, you know, I fucking hate betting 12 points on these home teams, but I'll go ahead and go on that with you. Um, you know, this and the the Lions, the – or sorry, the Bills, the Cowboys, and this are all big lines. And these are the kind of games that I like to stay away from and just throw those all into a money line parlay. But the Texans I don't think stand a freaking chance. They are terrible. I don't know what – it'd be so hard to be a fan of them. Chiefs play them here pretty soon, too. Yeah, they are They are, They are. are bad. Davis Mills is not the guy. Chicago. Blaine picked them. Blaine, Blaine picked them to cover, by the way. Blaine. Blaine picked the Texans to cover? Yes, he is. He is you. He's getting a little stinky himself. I will go ahead and say that. <laughs> I wouldn't mind him hearing that, yeah. and so – He's starting to get a little stink. He he might be the first podcaster we place a stinky tag on before he can get it off because whatever. Good for him. If he feels ballsy enough to take Davis Mills, send it. Chicago Bears go to the New York Jets. East Rutherford, New Jersey. Interesting game, Johnny, and for some really weird ways. Um, the Jets are, first off, insanely good defensively. I think that needs to be the forefront of what you talk about the Jets because their defense is that good. Sauce Gardner is the defense rookie of the year. Thanks, Chandler. I literally nailed that. Um, cannot wait to claim that award at the end of the year. He is unbelievable already. I think he's a true shutdown corner that can play both man and zone, and he does it really well. And he's a he's not afraid to tackle either. 
and they are just a flat-out good defense, but their offense is so bad. When they can't run the football, Johnny, they can't do anything, and um, they have decent weapons. And and like you said last week, it's Zach Wilson. He flat-out stinks, and he just looks like a spoiled brat who just doesn't care to like go to war and be a dog for his team. I just don't see it. And um, that is the exact opposite of Justin Fields and the Chicago Bears team. They're not a very good football team. Um, their defense is very bad, but they are playing really hard football. Their offense is playing good, decent football, best offensive football. Hell, Turner even almost admitted that it's the best offense he's seen. And that includes a Super Bowl contending team in the Chicago Bears. And this team is, is just bad, Johnny. But I think that the, the morale of this Jets locker room right now, I'm taking the Bears to cover plus four and a half. I think this is a one-point game. Give me the Bears to cover. Something to monitor here. Robert Sala did not commit to Zach Wilson being the starter. If the starter is Flacco, I yeah, I, I, if the starter is Flacco or um, what? Uh, what's the other guy's name? Mike White. Yes, thank you, Mike White. I might, I might bet on the Jets if that's the case. Zach Wilson, because the Jets are good. Like they're good. I like the Jets. Yeah. Besides Zach Wilson, dude. Zach Wilson, he flat out fucking sucks. He had like, dude. There's like a cut up on Twitter that is easy to find of some of the bloopers basically that were happening in that game, dude. He was just like. He overthrew Braxton Berrios on like a check down, and it was it's laughable, dude. And none of these guys want to go to war with him. Like, no, none. the way I t- the way I talk about Taylor Heineke, like Zach Wilson could so easily be a Taylor Heineke. Like, maybe there's one time a game where you use your legs and you really throw your shoulder into somebody, or or you lay a block, or like you do something cool to get these guys juiced up. Nope, not Zach. He is the spoiled fucking pretty boy white guy who deflects all the blame and wants none of the responsibility of being an NFL quarterback. I'm not kidding, man. Like, I cannot stand this guy. He, like, irks me to my core, and I don't even know him. And after the game, the media was asking him about his performance and if 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 he believes that his play is the reason that they're losing games. And he just said, no, like, you know, we've seen Josh Allen when he plays terribly say like, you know, when the quarterback plays like that, we are not going to succeed. Like he takes ownership. We've seen Burrow take ownership. We've seen Mahomes take ownership. We have seen people who are actually grown adults handle themselves at the quarterback position at, at an age that's his age or younger. And Zach Wilson just ain't it. I'm telling you right now, he is done. He stinks, and they're going to move on from him because they are too good to waste any time with him as their quarterback. I would not be shocked at all if Joe Flacco's the starter on Sunday. So if Joe Flacco's the starter on Sunday, you think you're taking the Jets? If Joe Flacco's the starter, I'll take the Jets minus four and a half. If Joe Flacco is not – if the starter is Zach Wilson, I will be hammering the Bears. Yeah. And speaking of Taylor Heineke, we'll talk about him next. Atlanta goes to Washington to take on the Commanders. 
looking for their fifth straight win. The Washington Commanders, led by Taylor Heineke. Johnny, I love the Commanders here. And the podcast needs the Commanders to keep winning because we need them in the playoffs. We were so high on them in the preseason. We say that week after week, but they keep they keep fighting around, Johnny. They are in the hunt, no doubt. If there was that graphic, you know what? We'll definitely get our first in-the-hunt graphic on Thanksgiving for sure. They'll start putting out teams that are in the hunt, um, especially like with the Patriots. They'll be in the hunt category. Um, so look, keep your eye out on that. If anybody sees that while they're while they're watching Thursday night football or Thursday football, maybe send us a tweet or something. We'd love to hear from you. But I love the Commanders here, Johnny. I really do. They're playing with a lot of confidence. They love Heineke. They have great weapons. I literally love their weapons. Um, I think there might be clicking on all cylinders here, and there's nothing about this Atlanta team that really impresses me. I do like Corderell. Um, Kyle Pitts left this game, their game, though, this past week against the Bears, a uh, game that they won, but it wasn't pretty. And, and it's Marcus Mariota and versus Taylor Heineke. Weird quarterback battle. But I like Heineke more in this situation, and the commanders get it done, Johnny. Yeah, Chase Young's back, and I, I love this. I think the I think the Falcons are pathetic, um, especially on the road. They were my darling at the start of the season, but I've just, of course, moved on from the Falcons, and they're just like a weird X that keeps surfacing their disgusting face, and I want nothing to do with them. I am on the Commanders here. They have an inside track on, on making the playoffs. They could sneak in as that seven seed. Uh, if all things go well, they still have two games in hand against um, against the Giants. And so we've made our feelings clear about the Giants. So, And I'm just pulling for Heineke. Like, I'm a sneakerhead, and he does this really cool thing where after he beats somebody, he gets a pair of Jordans in the colorway that matches their team. So like yeah. for all the sneaker heads out there, right? Like when he beats, uh, when he beat the Texans, he got a pair of Jordan fours and the cactus Jack Travis Scott colorway. Like he's just doing freaking cool shit. And I absolutely love it. And I I'm pulling for him here. I'll have to look through some Jordans and see what, uh, you know, see what Jersey the Falcons are going to be wearing, see what colorway that he's going to be getting. But uh, if he gets the job done, I'll be looking forward to see the picture of the Jordans that he gets. So give me the commanders here. Uh, minus four, and if I can look here, I believe uh, Blaine also has uh, the Commanders, too. He loves the Commanders. Yeah, he better have the Commanders. Next game on the slate, Johnny, huge stinky tag. Bold lettering, underlined three times, stinky tag. Denver goes to Carolina in a rematch of Super Bowl 50? Super Bowl 51? Something like that. It was like the 2014-15 Super Bowl. But anyway, <laughs> maybe Johnny can look that up. But um, Denver at Carolina, what a horrible game this is going to be. It was Super Bowl 50. Dude, you nailed it. Yes. It. Let's go, dudes. Super Bowl 50 rematch, Denver at Carolina. Um, horrible game. Won't be watching this at all. I cannot believe um, how much money that this – organization put on a Russell Wilson. He flat out stinks, dude. They are bad. Like a lot of time when I'm talking about some of these teams, it's kind of a little tongue in cheek when I talk about how bad they are. 
and and maybe you know maybe my words are a little more powerful because I am a Chiefs fan in this instance. But I mean, Denver's awful. If I took my like Chiefs fandom out of my body and set it behind me, I would still say this Denver team is one of the worst teams in the NFL. They're terrible, and what's crazy is that they have a decent, decently good defense, and they're just on the field constantly, dude, constantly. And Nathaniel Hackett is a horrible head coach. He really is. His game management is so bad. I'm trying to think of a scenario that really stood out in my mind um, on Sunday. I can't remember off the top of my head, but just poorly run games from this team. And I, some of that blame is on Russell Wilson, too. How can a veteran be allowing some of this stuff to happen with this first-year coach? You know, like, help him a little bit. Um, But, unfortunately, this Carolina Panthers team, Johnny, is bad. Maybe a little frisky, but not good at all. Maybe a decent spot for Denver to try to steal a win. I'm going to take the Panthers plus two and a half at home, though, because I don't trust Denver with an ounce of my being. I don't trust them to score. So give me the Panthers plus two and a half, Johnny, all day. Um, the, the horrible coaching that you're talking about is right at the end of regulation. Um, the Raiders are driving down three and there is a big play from, uh, Derek Carr to Josh Jacobs. He threw it to him. It was like a 40 some yard gain and the ball ended up getting downed, um, at the seven yard line. Okay. And the clock is running. The Raiders are sprinting the field, maybe maybe just like over 30 seconds, 30, 31, 32 seconds. They're sprinting the field, and they're going to spike the ball, right? So they'll be at the seven-yard line. They'll spike the ball, um, even though it looked like Derek Carr like kind of fake spiked it, whatever. But, like, they're running down to spike the ball, and that would make it second down and seven, right? Nathaniel Hackett calls a timeout there. Oh what, what? my god! What? And so he so he saves the Raiders a down. So they just get first down. Oh I my! I was screaming at the television, and I wanted I wanted the Raiders to win. I wanted the Broncos yeah. to lose. I I hate both of them, but I I couldn't believe that. And then it brought me back to Nathaniel Hackett brought in like this retired guy to help be like the quality control assistant head coach, like a couple games into the season. He doesn't call the defensive plays. And before this game, he delegated the offensive play calling duties to somebody else. So what the hell does he do? Like what, what does he do if he doesn't call the plays, if he doesn't call the defensive plays, if he doesn't run the organization from like a player personnel over he doesn't do anything. And how – I and again, I love this. I love that the Broncos are in the cellar. I love that they're a fucking joke. Yep. How, how does a billion-dollar team – right? The Broncos were bought for $4.5 billion in the offseason. How does a multi-billion-dollar organization go through their head coaching hiring process, their interview process – and how does that how does that process yield Hackett as the best option? I mean, yeah, he might be a great interviewer, but he's never been a head coach before in the league, and he's worked with Bortles and Rogers. I guess like I don't understand it 
at all. And it's obvious on the field. It's been obvious from the very first game, right? They delegate play calling duties as well on offense, and they only score one touchdown on offense. This team is horrific. And they still got to play the Chiefs twice. One of them in prime time. Dude, fuck Denver. They are terrible. They they cut Melvin Gordon today. Yeah. Because I guess he's 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 the problem. Um I don't know who's gonna be the quarterback. If it's Baker Mayfield for the Panthers, I don't care. I'm not betting on the Broncos. Like I just don't want to do that. So I'll take the Panthers uh in this spot. The over under is 35 and a half. That is the lowest I've seen all year. I mean, the, this this could be a 10-7 football game, and this game flat out sucks. Baltimore goes on the road to take on Jacksonville. Interesting game here um, because I think it could be a really big trap game for the Ravens. If the Ravens lose this game, in my opinion, you barely kind of beat Carolina – ugly game and if you were to lose here johnny they all of a sudden are looked at in a different light for a team that i've been high on i think that they they were really hitting their stride before this past week and then they kind of had a stinker now maybe they were sleepwalking a little bit because it is the panthers and um maybe they'll get up a little bit more for jacksonville but jacksonville showed me some decent things on on when, or the last week when they played the Chiefs, um, if Trevor Lawrence can get in a little bit of a rhythm, he can throw the ball a little bit, and they have some decent weapons, and the Ravens have been have all year struggled with the pass. Don't forget about ETN as well. So if this Jaguars team can kind of get some momentum, um, the Ravens might find themselves in a dogfight, but I like the Ravens, and so I'm going to stick with them. They won last week. you got to win games in the NFL. They're ugly. Um I like the Ravens minus four here, but look for Jacksonville. They could cover this. I really do think that. I really do think they could cover, but I think the Ravens win this game. All right, my idiot brain is doing some really idiotic stuff on this game. I I think I want to bet the Jags plus four here at home. Um, God, that might be so dumb, though. Baltimore – did have a terrible game against the Panthers. They had to grind it out, but they still did. I don't know. Like, I feel like could that have been a trap game? Could that have been just one of those letdown spots that we see, right? The Chiefs had a letdown spot this year against the Colts, but I feel like the Ravens have had multiple spots like that, right? The Ravens had a letdown spot against the Giants, lost to the Giants. So this is a weird spot for me. The Ravens, of course, have to travel down to Florida. I feel like the Ravens never have to travel very far, but the conditions in this game should just should be just fine. And yeah, let's uh, let's bring the Johnny Road Jags back from the dead, and I'll take the Jaguars plus four. But God, I I I hate myself after. I was gonna say, Johnny, I can't believe I heard the the Johnny Road Jags are gonna be bet on this week. You're bringing we them are back. Reco- we are recording this on freaking Monday, okay? I, I have not had any time to digest this or pick up any injury news, so we'll see. Yeah, this is a very reactionary pod tonight, but honestly, I kind of like it. It's almost a little bit of a different – it's almost a different feel. This is just complete reactionary from week 11, and I absolutely love it. Chargers go on the road a couple miles south to the Arizona Cardinals. Interesting game, and this this – kind of potentially has a bit of a stinky tag, even though I think that this game could be really weird. 
and have a lot of points in it. Um, I think this could be a really high-scoring game. Just for flat out, I think that just there's good weapons and Keenan Allen back for the Chargers. You could see it last night. It was evident that kind of does open up their offense. Very curious how that game would have gone last night if Mike Williams could have played the whole time because I think that was a huge – I do truly believe that was a huge part of the game that he was unable to go. But presumably you're probably going to have him back. It looked more maybe like it was a little bit of a more uh, a precaution holdout, even though he was limping pretty noticeably. But Cardinals are on right now actually as we speak, so we'll see how their game ends up with San Francisco. But I like – I like the Cardinals in this one, Johnny. Um, they're a horrible team at home, but for some reason, I just don't really buy the Chargers, even though for what I all of what I said. Um, I think Arizona maybe gets a rare win, rare home win here, and I'm going to take the Cardinals outright against the Chargers. I think the Chargers are seriously not that good. I think that they are good, but they're in. They the first off, they don't blow anybody out. And they're in every game, and they always end up making bonehead mistakes. And it comes from Brandon Blaine Staley, who is just not a very good coach, Johnny. Give me the Cardinals. Wow. Okay. I'm not going to do that, but gosh, I kind of like it. Um, We'll see how the Cardinals look tonight on Monday Night Football. That might have to change my opinion a little bit, but – and we'll have to watch Hard Knocks. You know, watching Hard Knocks oh. makes me hate the Cardinals. They are – oh, my God. This is Cliff versus Staley. This is my nightmare. This is – this is a matchup of two fuckboys that I just don't care about. Um, I'm going to go Chargers here. And, look, the Chargers play their best football against the Chiefs, and then everybody else, they don't play very well. Um I'd be curious to see what the Mike Williams injury is. I'd be curious to see how Keenan Allen's feeling throughout the week, but I cannot take the Cardinals here. The Cardinals lose games at home all the time. Yeah, they do. And so I'll I'll take the Chargers here. Not a long travel, light distance for them. Good conditions indoors. I'll take the Chargers. What did Blaine say? Um. Well, I mean, I know what he said, but. I mean, he has to. He had to have said the uh, the Chargers. I oh, I, I would dude. be completely shocked if he didn't say the Chargers. Um, this, is, this is favorite team. Uh, this is bad radio, but uh, in the okay, uh, he sent me five. He sent me five screenshots, and uh, the Chargers was the game was not included in these. So. Wow. So maybe he does love the Chargers, and he won't admit it. But um, interesting. No, it's not bad radio, John. This is a podcast, so it doesn't really matter. No, it doesn't matter. Okay, then then fine. I didn't say this one earlier, but he picked the he picked the Broncos again. He picked oh! he, he, I don't understand how he keeps doing this. And what is he doing? That's a horrible pick. Let's move forward. Uh I think we're both or Johnny's on the Chargers. I'm on the Cardinals. Um I think either one of us I don't know. I don't think either one of us really love what we said, but we're gonna stick with it for the pod. Vegas Raiders go on the road to take on the Seattle Seahawks for the first time. I believe they have been in action since Germany. Um, Raiders and Broncos was a weird game. I mean, you already kind of alluded to it with the Hackett timeout uh, finagle or whatever the hell you want to call it. Um, 
I don't know what the Raiders want to do. I don't know why they're not better. I really don't know. I I mean, it, maybe it's maybe it really is because of Josh McDaniels, but I think it could really be all on Derek Carr. I think that they have a really good team, Johnny. I really do. Outside their defense isn't that great, but when you have a guy like Max Crosby, your defense has a chance. And if you were a good quarterback, look at look at the defense that Patrick Mahomes had. They just gave him a chance to win a game, and he always he found ways to do it. Um, and I think that's what this Raiders defense does. And I think they can do that against the Seahawks, but I don't know that the Derek Carr could do it. Um, he had to play a worse quarterback who's playing at the worst point of his entire career in Russell Wilson to like win win a game. And Geno's playing at a high level right now. He didn't play that great against Tampa, but he still played serviceable. He still played pretty decent. gave his cha- gave his team a chance to win the game. Um, and Seattle at home, I love Seattle here. Um, I think absolutely Seattle wins this game and covers the spread. Johnny? Well, the, I mentioned the former Johnny Rowe favorite teams to bet on. Uh, the Seahawks are the current favorite. The Seahawks are getting Christmas presents as far as I'm concerned. I love the Johnny Rowe Seahawks, um, even with the the debacle in, in Germany. So, uh, you know, I think the Raiders' defense is terrible. I think that the Raiders' season is over, even though they they are a better team than their record. But their season is over, and the Seahawks' season is is not. I mean, the Seahawks have legitimate uh, playoff uh, hopes, and so uh, I like the Seahawks at three and a half here. I'd probably move the line to two and a half just to keep myself sane. Um, the the Raiders' defense is going to get run all over by Kenneth Walker. I think he's going to have a lot of success. Um, against them, and I, I, I like the Seahawks here. You know, Gino is – he had some up-and-down moments in that last game, but he's still playing some pretty good football, and the Seahawks are at home here with that crowd. Give me the 12s. Johnny, as we're recording this podcast, first off, I love what you said there, but as we're recording, as I'm talking right now, it's Niners 14, Cardinals 3, at Estadio Azteca. Uh, the Cardinals – stink oh my gosh i didn't so, even check yet yeah that's that's so, that makes sense though i might want to i might i'm not gonna flip it but i could be rethinking my cardinals chargers pick new orleans saints travel on the road to take on the san francisco 49ers coming off a victory against the los angeles rams um in a pretty entertaining game actually if you had caught any clips of that it was a back and forth a little bit 27 20 i believe was the final score san francisco as we just alluded to is playing right now up 14 to three on the Cardinals. And I think San Francisco is really good. Um, The Saints are a team, another team that I don't really get why they aren't good and something um, outside of their quarterback, I guess, is is really what the issue is. But I think the Niners are hitting their stride here. As long as this game holds up the way it's going, they're going to win again. The move is six and four. And I think they're stay on pace here against the Saints, Johnny. I think they're just a better team, better coach really at the end of the day and uh, the Niners get this one done Johnny agreed uh Niners for sure I think the Niners the more I look at the NFC are the team that I like the most in the entire NFC like I just think their roster is really good like I and of course we'll we'll see how the game plays out tonight uh but yeah I like the Niners here I I think the Saints are bad I think Andy Dalton's bad Jameis Winston said like it if they asked him about what it's like that he's the backup, it hurts his soul, he said. 
you know, you're not supposed to lose your job in his words because of injury. And he lost his job because of injury. Like dude, just out, you know, like just look at the difference in cultures of some of these teams, like someone just saying that a quarterback, just saying stuff like that is just, I, I, I can't believe it. So uh, yeah, I'll take, uh, I'll take the 49ers in this spot and keep in mind too. I said this earlier when I was, we were talking about the Eagles, like the saints, you know, the, if you look at, projected cap space for next year they're in cap hell their coach sucks their quarterback situation sucks their defense is old and they don't have a first round pick because it's going to the eagles so they got chris olave which johnny Rowe got right that's going to be the offensive rookie of the year in my opinion so we'll see shout out johnny Rowe. green bay at philadelphia sunday night football um, kind of an interesting game, Johnny, because for some reason, um, I might have to be hypocritical of my week 11 takeaway because some reason something is telling me the Packers have some sort of weird chance in this game. And it's because I think Philly is kind of in a weird spot in their season. Um, and it's weird to say that because they're nine and one, but they just haven't been playing that good of football. And on any given night, Rodgers can do something. I think Philadelphia wins this game um, solely because I love that it's at home for them. Um, and I love that they're going to be able to just try to run the football against this Green Bay defense, who's not that good. Uh, I know they have Rashawn Gary out, but I would have figured they could have at least been a little bit more competitive. I mean, Derrick Henry, I know how special he is, but he just ran all over them on Thursday night. Um, I kind of I kind of think that Jalen Hurts can do the same thing. So I'm going to take the Eagles minus seven. I just don't love the vibe in Philly right now. For some reason, for a 9-1 and team, like we kind of already alluded to, the vibe is weird. They're bringing in these veteran D linemen who Sue looked good on Sunday. I'll say that. But just kind of they seem like they're just trying to patch holes, um, and they're kind of in a weird spot of their season. So I can see Green Bay maybe making it a little frisky, but Eagles pull away late is maybe how I want to surmise that. Give me the Eagles. I'll even take a minus seven, honestly. Good pod content because I'll take the Packers. They're in desperation mode. I'll just take them plus seven here. Eagles are in a weird spot. Uh, I mean, this is like a the pack. Like I said, the Packers season is over, but this is literally the do or die spot. Like if they go to four and eight and they lose this Philly game, they're 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 done. So primetime spot, a lot of scrutiny. Rodgers, I think, is good enough to cover the seven. So I'll take uh, I'll take Green Bay there. But I mean this. Dude, the Packers are another team. Like I just talked about the the Saints. The Packers are in a bad spot too. Yeah, and I, it kind of feels like if they don't win this game, Johnny, they might not win another game all year. Like I think the Bears. That's what I'm saying will, the Bears will probably beat them. They'll bet the Bears will want it a po- lot more. What's the point of playing Rodgers? That's what I said way earlier in the podcast. Like, what is yeah. the point of play- if if they lose this game? What is the point of playing Rodgers? You're just going to give yourself a worse draft pick. Yeah, it really is a really good point to bring up, but it just doesn't feel like they they will do that. Um, just from one of those you know those optics things, but I I totally agree. I think they should definitely do it. Monday Night Football, kind of a stinky game, but kind of intriguing at the same time. Um, Pittsburgh Steelers will go on the road to play the Indianapolis Colts at Lucas Oil Stadium, one of the coolest stadiums I've been to in the world. Um, it, it's really intriguing in my opinion because I'm sure ESPN and the Monday night crew will do a really cool thing on Jeff Saturday um, being back at home for the second time lost his home opener. So a good spot for him to get some revenge 
and give the city of Indianapolis a win. Colts minus two and a half. I really, really like that. Tough place to play, and I just don't trust Pickett, even though he did play pretty decent, excuse me, against the uh, Cincinnati Bengals this past Sunday, but ultimately lost that football game. Um, I just I, – I, I want to try and believe in him. I just don't see it right now with Kenny Pickett. The, the Steelers are kind of in a weird spot. The way I can see this game being a Steelers win – is if T.J. Watt goes God mode, and he is definitely capable of that. So look out if you're Matt Ryan. Um, but I'll take the Colts to win at home, close, kind of probably a stinky game. Um, I think they can win like 16-10. to 10. Give me the Colts to win and to cover. Johnny? Same here. I, I like some of the stuff that the Colts are doing. Their defense is, you know, without Darius Leonard, or Shaq Leonard, they've they haven't had him pretty much all year, but with him being out for the season, they're still playing some really good football. They play hard for Jeff Saturday. They're going to be able to run the football here, and I, I like them minus two and a half uh, a lot. Um, I don't think Kenny Pickett is – you know, like I know it takes a couple of years sometimes for quarterbacks. I feel like we're, we're, we're further and further away from that, like being true anymore. Like I feel like a lot yeah. of time you just know. Like – and maybe – they don't come around, you know, they don't come around that often, but of course, like with Mahomes, you knew right away with, with Josh Allen, it took a year. Okay. But like, there were still some moments where you saw it with Herbert. We knew right away with Burrow. It took a year, you know, and he got he hurt. some moments and he got hurt and that offensive line was terrible. So like, I'm not, I'm not going to totally say that, that Pickett is bad. I don't think he's Zach Wilson bad. And he's a guy who will put his shoulder down and, and scramble when he has yep. to. Mm-hmm. But I just, I don't know. I, I, I have a tough time, like, thinking Kenny's going to go win you this game on the road. And like we say a lot, weird stuff happens in Indy. On the last pod, uh, but previewing uh, last week's slate, you know, I talked about this. Like, the Eagles being favored by seven or whatever it was against this Colts team, I thought was just wrong. I was just wrong because weird stuff happens in Indianapolis and Monday night prime time with Jeff Saturday and they're running the football and Matt Ryan's back. Like, I just think this sets up poorly for Pittsburgh. Let's wrap up the show, Johnny, with the best matchup of the week. The Los Angeles Rams travel to the Midwest to take on our Kansas City Chiefs. The 8-2 Kansas City Chiefs coming off a massive victory over our AFC West rival, the Los Angeles Chargers. And the Rams are really dead. Um, They lose on the road to the Saints. Uh, Stafford came out of that game last week and I believe even um, missed the entire second half. This Rams team is the most hungover Super Bowl team maybe ever Honestly, they are completely dead. No Cooper Cup in this game. Um, Johnny, this is the most confident I've been in a Chiefs game uh, all year, I think. And I was very confident last week. Um, This Rams team's just not good, Johnny. Um, Your thoughts maybe on the Rams real quick, and we'll talk about the Chiefs. Yeah, the, well, the Chiefs are 14-and-a-half-point favorites. I mean, before the season, I could, I would have never believed you if you had told me that. Uh, the Rams are in a terrible situation right now, okay? So Matthew Stafford's back in the concussion protocol. After being in the concussion protocol all, you know, 
two weeks ago, all in all in there, misses the game. John Walford starts, and then he comes back in this game, gets another concussion, back, back, back in the protocol. Like, how could how is he gonna play in this game, Chandler? I have no I have no idea. Like, and if he does, it's it's gonna it's going to put them in a weird position. Like they're going to get a lot of scrutiny from the media if, if they, if they play him here. So I, I just do not think that Stafford's going to play and it's early in the week. And so we'll see what happens, but if it is John Walford, I'm pretty sure he's battling an injury too, like a neck injury because their third stringer Bryce Perkins had to come into the game uh, and play. And I have a, a tweet here from, uh, Andrew Siciliano three hours ago it says if, Staff- if Stafford lands in the concussion protocol and John Walford dealing with a neck injury Sean McVay says the Rams are having preliminary discussions about signing another quarterback like are they going to bring in Cam Newton or are they I mean like the, in, what I'm getting at is this is why the line's at 14 and a half yeah. The Chiefs are going the Chiefs are going to slaughter the Rams yes Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald are out there Go into this game and devote every resource you have to keep Aaron Donald off of Patrick Mahomes. But, I mean, no Cooper Cup, no Stafford, potentially. They are dead. Yeah, they are dead. And for the Chiefs, I think the mindset is kind of like the Jaguars game, Johnny. Just go out there and end it. Just beat them from the punch. Do not let this team hang around. Um, I think that's a huge key to this game. And the Chiefs have been kind of good at that. And then against teams that aren't that good, they kind of let them back in on that Jaguars t- game. I mean, we got out in front, and, and it looked kind of like they were kind of dead, and we kind of did some dumb shit and let them back in the game. Don't let that happen again against this Rams team, especially if it's John Wolford. I mean, if it's John Wolford, defense, they need to have some turnovers. This could be like a freaking three or four interception game for this defense if they play their cards right. I mean, where are they going to go with the football? They can't run it. They can't protect the passer. And they really don't have anybody to throw it to. There's not one weapon that scares me, Johnny. Their offense is terrible, right? So it's, yeah, if it's, and even if it is Stafford, I am not scared at all. Like their offense is legitimately terrible. They have one of the worst offensive lines in the league. They hate Cam Akers and Henderson and whoever else they put back there. And then their wide receivers are Ben Skoranek and Van Jefferson and Allen Robinson. Like, like this, this is the great, the, the most dramatic fall from grace I think I've yeah. ever seen in the NFL. I mean, easily. It just pisses me off because I still believe that if the Chiefs don't have the worst collapse that they've had in the Mahomes and Reed era, the Chiefs, it's the Chiefs could have two more Super Bowls already against the and both of them would be victories against the fucking Rams. Anyways, that's that's irrelevant. That's just that's me being crazy. But the Chiefs are gonna have a lot of success and we should talk we should talk about that. Yeah, I mean, there isn't too much more to say, in my opinion. I mean, you know what the what the Mahomes offense is going to do. I mean, they've got to come out and execute, but I have no issue to believe that they are not going to do that. And this defense needs to have a heyday. This defense needs to have a really awesome statistic day. Last night, that fumble was the first takeaway the Chiefs had had in, like, how long? Do you remember what that stat said? 
because it was like it was like a ridiculous amount of time. We really don't turn the ball over that much in terms of defense forcing turnovers, but we haven't necessarily had to, I guess. But this is a probably good since probably since uh, San Francisco. I don't think they had a turnover against Jacksonville. I don't think they had a turnover with Tennessee. So it would be San yeah, Francisco. Good call. Wow. So in like three or four weeks, Johnny, that is crazy to not have one turnover on defense. So this this game sets up really well for the Chiefs. Back at home at Arrowhead, it's going to be on Fox. Time for another stamp of approval um, in front of the nation's eyes, in my opinion. Johnny, any final thoughts? I don't. I don't have that much. I mean, this game. Even if we if we were cheat if we weren't Chiefs fans, I mean. What would we say? This, we wouldn't talk about this game at all, in my opinion. We'd be like, well, the Chiefs are going to murder him. Yeah, this would be a stinky tag game for sure. Um, yeah. I, I just, I'm curious to see what injuries come out this week, right? Juan Thornhill yeah. left the game with an injury. I want to see. I hope Juan's okay. Jalen uh, Watson had a hand injury. Hopefully he's okay. Sounds like Clyde has a high ankle sprain. So if that's true, he'd probably be out for the rest of the year, if not until the playoffs. I know. We think Clyde stinks, but I don't want I don't want anybody to have injuries. Um, McCole Hardman's on IR, so he'll still be out. Want to make sure that everybody comes out of this um, healthy, and uh, we'll see what Juju's status is. What I could see happening is if news comes out that it is John Walford or Bryce Perkins or somebody off of the street, like if there's anybody who's even close to being banged up at all, the Chiefs will just rest them. Like the Chiefs could just rest guys in this spot, and because um, they'll be like they'll be looking at they're looking at that Cincinnati game too. I know we have to just focus on the game at hand, but if it's if it's John fucking Wolford, the Chiefs might be like, okay, yeah, we'll just let Juan Thornhill have another week and be okay. Oh, we'll just let uh, Juju get one more week and then be okay. But dude, this is this is. This is going to be a slaughter, and I, I I'll take the Chiefs plus fourteen and a half or minus fourteen and a half. I, I love that. Yeah, Chiefs plus fourteen and a half probably be like minus five thousand. <laughs> yeah, I know. I've had two of those fuck ups. My bad. No, you're good. It's, it is funny to think about, like how dra- what was that other one you said? Uh, the fighting lions. Yeah, uh, Viking or Lions minus nine probably be like plus five thousand or something crazy. Yeah, I love that. But um, yeah. If I kind of like maybe keeping Juan out, we don't know what the injury is. Again, recording on a Monday, but um, I mean, it'd be a great time for Brian Cook to get some serious reps. I mean, you can sneak some really good reps for that guy. He might not have a great game and might have a little learning curve, but um, I mean, he's he's good. I like Brian Cook a lot. So this Chiefs game is going to be a slaughter, Johnny. Let's wrap up the show. Um, Johnny's final thought. I know it's early. Might not have a thought gathered up, but uh, maybe maybe you got something for us, Johnny. Well, we've been doing the radio on Fridays. The radio uh, station ended up finding their full time host that we were we were never able gonna we were never going to be able to do that with our schedules. But that was a fun experience for us during all of that. So uh, thankful for that, and thankful for everybody who listened to us. Um, and, and just my final thought, Chandler, is that uh, it's going to be a Chiefs final thought. Uh, but the Chiefs are the best team in the AFC. But anything can change, right? So everyone, even us fans, we have to just lock in, take it week by week. And I know I like to look forward to, but like we just take it week by week. 
Let's focus on this Rams game. You're going to be in attendance. Maybe I'll try to get out there too, and we can tailgate together or something. Sean, that would be super fun. But uh, the weather should be pretty good in in the Midwest. So just enjoy it. Enjoy it as Chiefs fans because we have truly the most remarkable quarterback of all time, the best tight end of all time. They're best friends, and they're dominating the league right now. Very well said, Johnny. Amazing final thoughts. I love it. Yes, I absolutely think you should try to get some tickets to the game, Johnny. We can tailgate together. It'll be a lot of fun. Um, I'll talk to you next week, brother. Enjoy your Thanksgiving. Johnny C's first Thanksgiving, right? Technically, it's his second Thanksgiving because he was born on October 29th, but he was literally, a, I mean, he was less, he was less than a month old last he's, year so i mean he was basically like a couch cushion yeah he, and he's gonna be able to eat some real oh, thanksgiving dude. food this year for sure so he, he'll we'll, we'll we'll chop we'll make this his first real thanksgiving he's been around for two but this is his first time really getting after some turkey maybe a turkey leg if if you guys will let him but ham you know, ham oh, that's right yeah, I forgot about the ham. All right, brother. I will uh we'll be texting. I'll talk to you. I'll talk to you next week. Go Chiefs.